0: Now, the Bible is a book of covenants. and We see throughout the Scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, God initiated covenants with his people in order to establish relationships with them. I'll say that again. God initiated covenants with his people to establish relationships with them. That was the main reason God established covenants with his people to establish a relationship with them. Why? Because relationship... With God had been broken by sin through Adam and Eve. Now, God is continually reaching out to his people to reestablish that relationship with them. And he did it through covenant, more specifically, different covenants throughout history or the history of Israel. And you'll see as we go through each covenant, they become more inclusive. They start with maybe one or two people, and then become more inclusive. Until the time we get to the new covenant in Christ, it includes the entire human race. That's what's so special about Jesus and the new covenant. Because the new everlasting covenant in Jesus Christ includes the entire human race. All the other Old Testament covenants only included Israel. But the new covenant in Christ Jesus includes the entire human race. Come on, you're too quiet. Amen. Yes, thank him for it. At least, at least thank him for it. Come on. It's because God loves us so much, he wants to be in a relationship with us. And this is the most effective way through a covenant. Why do you think Satanists continue practicing covenants? Because they know covenants are powerful and they're binding. Yeah? That's why Satanists still practice covenants today. They still sacrifice animals, drink their blood, cut each other open, drink each other's blood, because they know and understand it's binding and it's powerful and demons are able... To bring and keep people under bondage when there's a demonic covenant in place. And there have been countless times we've prayed for people who couldn't be delivered until a satanic or a demonic covenant was broken because they're so binding and powerful. The people of God, nothing, absolutely nothing is more binding or powerful than the new everlasting eternal covenant in the person and blood of Jesus Christ. Now, you've got to say amen right there. If you don't say amen throughout this message, you have to say it there. The new everlasting eternal covenant in the person and blood of Jesus Christ totally destroys any other covenant, cancels every other covenant, and it doesn't matter how powerful or binding those covenants are. I don't care if a person has made a covenant with Satan himself. We prayed for a girl who made a covenant with Satan himself, and she was delivered from approximately 300 demons, people of God. Every time we declared the name of Jesus, every single devil ran one after the other, after the other, after the other. And that covenant was broken. That demonic covenant was broken. And now she's free and living a normal life. See, I can sense already you guys are getting a deeper understanding of what covenant is and how important it is. God made covenants with his people in the Old Testament. He's made the covenant with us in the person and shed blood of Jesus because he loves us and wants to be in a relationship with us and wants us to be intimate with him and wants to be intimate with us. And that's the way it's possible. It's God's greatest desire to have an intimate relationship with us. That is one of the main reasons he created us to know us intimately, and so we may know him intimately. As Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, that I may know him. And the word know, K-N-O-W there in the Greek is ginosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O, and it means to have intimate knowledge of. Or to be in an intimate relationship with, just like a man intimately knows his wife and a woman intimately knows her husband. That's the definition of it in the Greek. And you can check me up on that. Jesus himself said in John chapter 17, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. Again, the word know there is K-N-O-W and in the Greek it's ginosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O, which means to intimately know or have an intimate relationship with, just like a man intimately knows his wife and a woman intimately knows her husband. There, Jesus prayed that we would know him in that way. And he said, this is eternal life. So... When does eternal life begin? Eternal life does not begin the moment you die and meet the Lord face to face in glory. That's eternity. That's not eternal life. That's eternity. And eternity is technically the continuation of eternal life in eternity. So what is eternal life? Eternal life is knowing the Father and Jesus Christ who He sent. When does that begin for someone? It begins the moment they're born again the moment they accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, the moment they confess and repent of their sins and receive the Holy Spirit in them, that's the moment it begins. Because that's the moment then you're able to know God intimately. Therefore, that's the moment eternal life begins. And then it continues into eternity when you meet the Lord face to face in glory. See, like I said, it's... One of the main reasons God created us is so we may know him and he us in an intimate relationship. However, because of sin, humankind was separated from God. Therefore, the only way God could still have a relationship with men and women without him having to judge us for our sin was in and through covenants. Covenants were designed by God to be a means by which he could still relate to men and women and they to him despite sin until the day the Messiah Jesus Christ came to deal with the sin barrier once and for all.